What's going on, folks? It is November 11th, 2020, 9.30 p.m. Happy Veterans Day. Uh, thank you to all the veterans out there. God bless, man. We're, we're happy. We're, we're blessed to have you. So much love. And this shit won't be possible without him, Max. And this is dedicated to you. Fuck yeah. Thank you for tuning in. I know your time is valuable. There's thousands of other podcasts that you could have settled for. But now you're just vibing with two goofy dudes from Wisconsin who like to discuss their problems and figure out ways to solve them. And challenge the listeners to get up out of their comfort zone. Try some shit they ain't done before. This is Hold Us Accountable. Yeah, this is Hold Us Accountable. Yeah, this is Hold Us Accountable. Hey, buddy. Max is popping, my hey, man. Hold us jamming out to the intro music. I love hey, it. This is episode 11, man. Man, shout out to our uh, buddy Decker Pelinari. Absolutely, man. And uh, goddamn, my name is Carl, and welcome to Hold Us Accountable. And my name is Max. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week on this episode 11 episode of Hold 11. Us Accountable. Uh, Carl, what do uh, what do we got going on the show today? I mean, uh, we got monthly and weekly challenge updates. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll actually get to the who aboard this week. Yeah, we uh, kind of, kind of, kind of faulted on that last week, but I mean, of course, we got some Green Bay Packer talk. Yep, yep. We'll uh, we'll always we start with the beer of the week. Always start always with start that with goddamn the, beer, the beer of the week because uh, we're thirsty. We're thirsty. Uh, but yeah, before we get into that, we uh, got some shout outs, just some just some general housekeeping to get through here. Again, shout out to our buddy Decker Pelinari for the the amazing intro music that we've got on the show today. Hell yeah, we're uh, we're we're gonna have his links up on our bio. Go and give him a listen, give him likes, give him shares, just uh, give him some love because. He gave us a lot, so yeah, definitely. He's on Spotify. Uh, his uh, search for him on Spotify: D E K K E R P E L L O N A I R. No, A R I. My bad. Hey, there you go, Matt. You did it better than me. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, check him out. Uh, again, tons of love to him. Flood him with music. love, man. Yeah. Uh yeah, and again, thank you to all the the listeners out there. Thanks for the interactions that we're getting, uh, the likes, the comments, um, you know, the reviews on Apple Podcasts are huge. We we really appreciate it. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, go give us a five star review. Give us a a comment with that review. Just means a lot. It goes a lot towards just kind of. Uh, getting our name out there a little bit, absolutely um, as much as we can. Um, tell tell people about it if you enjoy the show. Tell them about it. Word just, of mouth is yeah. Word of travels, mouth travels travels man. Yeah. So so yeah. Just thanks to everyone out there who's uh, just been a part of us, a part of this uh, from whenever you started listening. I don't care if this is your first episode or your tenth or eleventh episode. Just thank you for for tuning in. But Carl, gosh damn it, I am thirsty. I need. That beer of the week. Let's get it going. Hell yeah, and we're cracking these ones for the veterans. Thank you. God bless. Ooh. Oh, I'm thirsty. Motherfucker, I'm thirsty. I like beer because it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, go give I any sing veterans beer a beer today. I go buy your veteran a beer. Because the beer, it makes me glad. It, now there's it, nothing it, left to it. say. got a good tasty brew today and uh this one's near and dear to our heart uh title town 
400 Honey Ale, which is a golden blonde ale. And, uh, I mean, I have so much, so much love for Titletown Brewery. Yeah, I love this place. Uh, just uh, what they bring to Green Bay, uh, what they do for the community. And, uh, I mean, I know I know the owner, uh, not personally, but I know his kids. And uh, it, it, it hits pretty, pretty close to home. And anything with the with the name Title Town, I mean, goddamn, it's got to be pretty goddamn good, Max. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, uh, Title Town, the Holy Land, they're interchangeable, you know. Absolutely. Way. So yeah, beer of the week this week, ladies and gentlemen, Title Town, four hundred Honey Ale, Golden Blonde Ale. Yeah, it's it's uh it's good stuff, man. It's I haven't stuff. even cracked I, it open. I, I got in there. <laughs> you little, were thirsty. I, I was thirsty, man. I got in there soon. Good. Fast, oh, man, let me get one sip before I give a little talk. Yeah, we got to figure out what uh position group we're doing. We have we didn't discuss that before the show. Oh, we'll figure it out as yeah. we go, huh? Yeah. No, well, no. so we've done uh should we let me pull up our beer of the week board Yeah, here. when you give that let me let me give you a little background on this beer. Yeah, you talk about the background. So this is uh Title Town Brewery 400 Honey Ale. It's a golden blonde ale. Uh I, and this is a local wild wildflower honey. Add sweet floral notes to the lightly toasted Wisconsin malt character of this gold nail. Brewed since 1996, this beer is named after famous C&NW, which is Chicago and Northwestern Railway, 400-passenger train that kept our Green Bay Depot buzzing for decades, man. Wow. And, uh, I mean, Title Town Brewery, you uh, you can find them down... Uh, right off Main Street, you see the big Donald Driver statue. Take a right, and uh, that's where they reside, man. They uh, they bring a lot of camaraderie to the community. Definitely. Um, they you know they got their rooftop bar. They got they got very tasty food in their brewery. Oh, um, super I, good. I suggest taking a tour. They got bubblers in there that that yep, yep, bring yep. out beer. You know, bubblers of beer, man. <laughs> Beer bubblers. Or for all those non-Wisconsin folks out there, if you're li- not in Wisconsin, a they're water fountains. Yeah, you fucking weirdos. With beer instead of water. So yeah. they're beer fountains, a.k.a. bubblers with beer. Bubblers with beer. So, I mean, legendary place, legendary taste, man. For going on a century, Green Bay has been synonymous with professional football, a place where guts meet grit on the field. Of play and the gridiron greats of nine decades live on. Those who call Green Bay home couldn't be prouder of that link, man. And I, I tell you what, I'm I'm proud of where I come from. I'm proud of the beer that comes from where I come from. Um, but at the same time, we're also aware of our unique place in Wisconsin's history, man. Uh, we're a part of the fabric of centuries-old community, a culture defined by adventurous spirit of set 17th century French Canadian merchants. The raw determinations of settlers who come came to log, farm, the visionary industrialists who established paper mills, breweries, canneries, and other businesses, and the pioneers of transportation who connected our community with the rest of the nation by rail. And I think that's a very important thing to say because Titletown, the brewery, resides at the first um, railway depot in Green Bay. So basically brought Green Bay to the rest of the world. 
That's for people who used to get dropped off. Uh, veterans, uh, people in the Army would, you know, take this train and they get dropped off exactly where the brewery stands at, at, at this point. Um, so, you know, both histories, our connection to the green and gold, and our link to a storied cultural past come together within the historic walls of Titletown. Uh, the, the spirit of this community is embodied by the Titletown family and our commitment to delivering personalized, authentic experience to our guest. And that in itself is legendary, Max. It sure is. Dude, you should do commercials for these guys. That was really good. Oh, Way thank go, you. Been, good I've been working on that. Uh, and while you were going over that, uh, I was thinking about position groups for the Beer of the Week. I was thinking we do offensive linemen. I like it. Because they played extremely well against Absolutely. the 49ers, uh, and they were banged up. I mean, they had – Bakhtiari – Bakhtiari was not playing. Was not playing. Uh, I think at one point Elton Jenkins had to move to right tack – one of the tackles. I think he had to switch from his left guard and play right tackle at one point and didn't miss a beat. I could be wrong on that, but I – I'm pretty sure he had to slide around. Like, our offensive line just played really Rogers well Rodgers could have sat, take a nap back yeah. there, got up, and threw a touchdown. That's yeah, I think all. it was, like, pressured and sacked one time. So yeah. Hats so off I, to our offensive lineman. I like that. Yeah, I think we go to the offensive lineman this week. Um, and I have a, I have one in mind if I know you might need a little bit of time because you were doing your uh, your research or your uh, your intro to the beer and the, and the brewers. Uh, over the there at Titletown, and I was able – I had some time to think about this a little bit, so I can get into mine uh, if you want to – Yeah, if, uh, if let, me, let me get it. So we're doing offensive linemen, man. Offensive I like linemen. it. This is Titletown Brewing. And, you know, the to start, the flavor is good. I like it. It's a it's a good-tasting beer. It's not my favorite beer. I'm not going to lie. No. It's a good beer, okay. though. I don't know how many of them I could drink in a row. You know, I don't, I don't know if I could – Better clear. at least be three. Oh, yeah, it'll be three for sure. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's one of those beers. It's like, oh, this is good. like a change of pace. Like, oh, I needed a different flavor. Yeah. And you throw this. You mix it in. It's like, okay, that's good. We've been sitting hoppy for a while. Yeah, no, exactly. So I got, uh, I was getting used to the hoppiness. You throw in a little bit more of a sweeter beer. Um, and a beer, like you said, I don't know if I could drink for a long time, but I could definitely drink for a little bit at a time. Uh, it's Titletown. Dude, I'm going with Darren College. Oh, Boise State. Boise State. He won a Super Bowl with the Packers, Titletown. Um, and he was he was just a good, solid offensive lineman. Uh, but then he moved on to Arizona. And yeah. I, I think he was okay for Arizona. Nothing great, nothing special. But still just a solid staple in their offensive line for a bit. And He's I know a, he was a tatted up terror on the offensive yeah, line for a no, while, man. I'm going Darren College with this beer. I, mean, I he, like it. He was dude. a he was a he was a starting I, guard when we won the Super Bowl in two thousand ten. So Hey, you know me. I'm a I'm a I'm a through and through Boise State fan, man. I love Boise State. And I appreciate that pick. Yeah, dude. I I really like this beer. I really like Darren College. I um, love it. I yeah. like that pick. And I'm gonna go ahead on top of that. I'm gonna give this beer uh, a Marco Rivera. My Ooh, friend. Yes, Marco sir. Rivera. Marco Rivera was uh, a guard for the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, he he came at us out of out of Penn State. Yeah, I like. He, I, he won a Super Bowl with the Packers too. I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was a part of the team in '95. Ah, uh, I don't know about that. Let me see. Let me look it up. Do a little Google. Little little Googleage. We need like a Google, like 
Yeah. Uh, he joined the Dallas Cowboys in 2005. He, he was he was drafted by the Packers in 1996. Mm. So you're fucking right, so man. So he would have been a rookie on the Yeah, he would have been a rookie team. Okay. Yeah, so he was a, he was a part of a few super, at least a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I like that pick as well, man. Uh so that so was, yeah, that's the gosh dang title so that, town that was 400 Honey Ale. Title Town Brewing, 400 Honey Ale. We're doing offensive linemen this week. Uh, Darren College. I'm happy you said that. I gave it a Darren College, man. Just a really good, solid guard. Won us a Super Bowl um, and then moved on to greener pastures. And good for him, man. He deserved the money he got. Uh, And then Carl said Marco Rivera. He was at least a part of a Super Bowl run. I'm not sure if he was. Solid offensive lineman. Big boy, man. Yeah, he's a big dude. 6'4". A lot of pounds. A lot of pounds. (laughs) I don't fucking know how much, but a lot of goddamn Uh, pounds. Yeah, so quick uh, before we end our beer of the week segment here. We'll Maybe, uh, maybe just run back through the other beers that we've done, huh? Yeah. What were you thinking? I, I was gonna say when do we when do we split this list in half naming them off? We're still only at eleven. We're we can do all 11. eleven. We'll go through these. Quick. So we're gonna run through and kind of give you a rundown of our our past beers of the week and our ratings yeah. and and where we stand with them, man. So first beer of the week we ever did Badger State Oktoberfest. We were just doing at that time just Packer players in general, no position rankings at that point. We gave it a unanimous Mark Tauscher. Just a good, solid beer. It's a good beer. It's a good off. Week after that, we had Hinterland, Hackerland, Pilsner. Uh, This week we were doing Brewer Players. I gave it a Carlos Gomez. Carlos gave it a Prince Fielder. uh, (laughs) Week after that, we did a Two-Hearted Ale. Uh, We were doing uh, Packer Wide Receivers. This was the first week we started doing actual position group rankings. Uh, so we were doing wide receivers. I gave it an Antonio Brown. Carl gave it a Jordy Nelson. Week after that, we had uh, this is the lost episode. We were doing third space, happy place. Uh, we were doing cornerbacks. I gave it a Mike McKenzie. Carl gave it an Al Harris. Week after that, we were doing a we had a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. We were doing Packer tight ends after big old Robert Tunyon's three tutty game against the. Freaking Falcons. Old big Tanyan. Carl, or I gave it a Paul Kaufman. Carl gave it a Bubba Franks. Uh, after that, we had a point beer. This was called Drop Dead Blonde. We were doing Packer linebackers. I gave it, Carl gave it a Nick Barnett. I gave it a Niall Diggs. After that, we had Ale Asylum Hopalicious. Uh, that week we were doing Packer running backs, and that was a unanimous Jim Taylor. That was probably the best beer that we have had yeah, so Ale, far. The Ale Asylum Hopalicious was the best beer we've had on the show so far, and personally it might be one of my favorite beers I've ever had. Uh, week after that we had a Still Mank Hazy Days IPA. We were doing Packer safeties, and that was a unanimous Atari Big Me Oh, Atari Big Me Man. Give me a little Hazy Day IPA, man. And then today (laughs) we had the Title Town Brewing, 400 Honey Ale, and we were doing offensive linemen, Darren College, Marco Rivera. Beautiful. And that wraps up. 
the beer of the week, the Max. Beer of the week. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, this one's for the veterans. This one's for the veterans out there. Cheers to the veterans. I hope if anybody's out there who is uh, gave some time to our military, God bless your soul. Yes, thank you. And uh, and this one's for you, you guys. So uh, crack one for the veterans, crack ladies it and open, gentlemen. Huh? Oh, oh yeah, I'm on. Oh, this is Veterans Day, man. Episode 11 of Hold Us Accountable, man. Oh yeah. I like beer cause it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to I sing, like beer. I sing ooh, it and ooh, beer you ooh. drink. I drink beer when I am sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. Happy Veterans Day. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's so- Yay! Oh, God, just every week when we do this, it's just like, how how else do you ever start anything? Other than having a cold Darsky. Cold Darsky. A cold Darsky. Got some intro music that just gets you excited. Just gets you pumped. Beer is good. Beer is good. I need to listen to that song. Just anytime I'm about to crack a beer, I need to listen to that song. It gets me so, like, I'll come into the show being like, all right, I'm going to have one beer tonight and uh, call it at that. And then I listen to that intro, and I'm like, well, now I have to fucking drink. Well, like, as yeah. many as there are in the fridge, because like, beer is good and I stuff. Guess. We've got the beer in the fridge. Keep them coming. Keep them rolling, man. Yeah, man. Uh, we are. We're coming into this week. Uh, happy, man. We. Uh, God, fuck. Thank God. We've had we we had a good uh, pre-show epoxy layering going. Oh, we did good this week. Um, but before we you know get into all that, uh, just real quick. Um, you know, we're, we're doing a new hobby every month. We're picking a new hobby. That's kind of the theme of this show is to pick, pick something new to try every month. Might not be a hobby. might be just some type of activity or anything. And, you know, this month we're doing woodworking. Um, so just kind of re- carried on into more than a month, but oh yeah, this we knew a- that that was going to happen. Yeah. We, um, we figured that this one might be a little bit longer than a month, but you know, this is a fun process and. Uh, something we're enjoying doing. Yeah, last so, week was uh, we're we're gonna take our time. Yeah, last week kind of made us realize like, all right, even through your speed bumps, even through the spillage, the river of epoxy that hit the ground, you're still having a good time. We're still, we're still here, man, dude. And uh, yeah, we. I can't believe we recorded for two and a half hours last week. Yeah, yeah. After after what? God bless whoever listened to that whole thing. I was <laughs> falling asleep at the end. I was nodding off. Yeah, you could. I mean, uh, Herb Adderley was getting a little yeah. sleepy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but... Herb, but get rest in peace, man. I wish I could have gave you a better, no, a better shout no, out. It's you know, it's it is what it is, man. We um we did what we had to do. It's not like it's not like we planned for that, and um and we didn't rat out, man. We no, recorded. Yeah, we we recorded. We it's kind of like today. I was like, God, ah, do we really need this table? We can wait. We're just gonna record. Yeah, when you said that, I was like. Well, okay, then we can get to recording right away. Yeah, that'd be cool. But in the back of my head, I was like, ah, I want to get epoxy into that, that table, man. I need redemption. That's what I was, I was like. Well, if I don't bring this table, what are we going to do today? So when you that? showed up today, I saw that table. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I knew your ass wasn't going <laughs> to let that thing sit at home. No, no, yeah. So that was uh, actually, so that's kind of a, that works into our good transition. Here into our weekly woodworking goals. Uh, let me just uh, pull those up real quick. I think we we focused heavily on just getting tackling epoxy round two. Yeah, and I think not um, getting our asses kicked by it. I yeah. So the big I I wrote it down. I might have put it. I think I put it in the wrong spot here. Um, 
I know that one of the things we said was we wanted to kind of regroup almost and go at yeah here we go so we almost wanted to like regroup at the epoxy stage of this so so far what we've done for making a table we're making a table from uh not from well yeah i mean technically from scratch yeah we got a we got a slab of red oak from a a local uh a wooden local woodsman yeah he farmer so, so yeah so what what kind of that is is a, a a man or a woman or a person will go out into the woods and cut down a piece of tree or a, a tree and then they will um, have a sawmill and they sawmill uh, slice and up slabs, dry them up, and sell them to clueless folks. Yeah. Like so ourselves. so when they cut the tree down, then what they do they just it's almost like taking strips of the tree off. Yeah. And that's a slab. Yeah. Um, it's like slicing an onion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Layer at a time. Yeah. So so we got the slab from from uh, a local dude who went I wish I knew his name so I'd give him I, a yeah, shot. Yeah, I can't remember. His name was Joel. 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 Farmer Joel. Farmer Joel. He was, um, he was, super he was nice milking dude. cow before he gave us this. Yeah, slab. really cool dude. Uh, but yeah, we got a slab from him. So a local dude, um, guessing a relatively local tree. Um, and then we stripped the bark, we sanded it, realized we needed to get it planed, which is basically just a heavy duty sanding, right? Yeah. That's it's completely... a better way to get it level and, uh, uh, just get it to, uh, an equal, uh, width. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we had that. Um, once we did that, uh, we sanded it a little bit more, I believe. Right. Yeah. 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 I, we, we took the bark off, we stripped the bark. Kind of um, got got the sides sanded down, got the got the top a little more sanded because I was thinking, you know, let's bring it into the northern woodworking is in best shape as we can so they can plane it down. It's not too shitty for them, you know. Yeah. So after they planed it, though, is what I was saying. After they planed it, did we yeah, sand it? We yeah. sanded it yep, more, yep. right? Yep. We got it down to a uh, 120 grit sandpaper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... For the reasoning of when we put epoxy on, there wasn't too many uh, cracks and. Uh, rivets in the board that would make it harder for us to sand that epoxy up. Right. So then, so last week we were we started the <laughs> undertaking of epoxying this piece of wood, and epoxying the the wood um, is basically what I've learned from Carl is uh, cr- making that that slab of wood one piece of wood again because there's cracks everywhere. It's not a a perfectly you know it's not a it's not a perfect piece of wood. So what you do is you put the epoxy in. It seals those cracks, and it just kind of, like Carl said, it makes it one piece of wood again. Yeah, and also puts a little bit of a, a sealant protective layer on it uh, to just help from water damage, everyday damage that furniture takes. Yeah, so that's where we're at right now in the process is we're getting the epoxy um, to fill in all the cracks and to really you know make it that one piece of wood again. And just give it get it stronger, you know, it won't crack in half. Yep. Uh, we got some pretty cool colors going on in there too. Yeah. Like really cool. We're super excited. Uh, yeah. And a difference uh, from from last week to this week. We came onto the show last week, and I'm gonna call it a catastrophe. It was it was a very <laughs> very shittily executed epoxy pouring, and I'm gonna put that on myself because I came in with the plan, and. I rushed it, and I didn't take my time with it. I didn't think about it, and I didn't think about the pros and cons of it. And uh, I got uh, leveled by the cons, man. And All right, so now that we're we're a week out, 
and you know we're at a relatively good stage. What what did you what do you you said you put it on yourself? So what? Not what would you have done differently, but what did you screw up basically? Like what what should you have? I guess yeah. What would you have done? What should you have done? Last we have done last week. Uh, um, clamped it to a flat surface so. There was no no floating room on the bottom. Okay. Uh, less room for that epoxy to run through the cracks and travel. Um, I think another big thing that I fucked up on was the first time that we did the epoxy, we taped all the cracks and everything seeped through. Okay, so we, we, we right. picked it up, we cleaned it up, and I wiped our whole slab down with a wet rag. And then taped it before the slab was dry, so the tape okay. wasn't sticking right, again. Right, right, that's So right. I knew it wasn't fucking sealed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched, well, that, I mean, I could have said something, too. Like, I hey, watched I my, my, my fucks, but I, I knew it wasn't sealed, and I rushed it because at that point I was frustrated, and I let frustration take over uh, um, just thinking, like my, my clear thinking. And so, the, yeah, second time came around, and it, it leaked again, and it, to me, it's like I knew what was going on, but I still sat there. I was like, well, what the, what, what's going on? Why are we leaking so much? Yeah. And I, my biggest mistake out of it was not clamping it completely flat down to a, a surface so it, it so that epoxy didn't have any room to run. Right. And, and when, we, when we say clamping it to a surface, so um, usually, again, I'm learning this from what Carl's told me, but it sounds like when you're working with a slab of wood like this, you have – a flat workbench, and you have adjustable clamps that you clamp the slab of wood you're working with to your flat workbench so you have a flat slab because when it cracks, it either bows or bends in different ways that, uh, you know, just naturally the wood will uh, kind of shape itself as it dries out or expands or yeah, and, and that it was so bowed. When so we yeah, did we it we time. had a very bowed table, meaning the edges were higher than the middle. So it it you know it cupped it, it cupped, cupped yeah. in. So we were working with a table that you could not easily clamp um, the slab to. Yeah. So we had two-by-fours over our slab of wood, and we were trying to clamp those to the slab of wood um, at the ends. You know, so you had a, a two-by-four on top of the slab, a two-by-four on the bottom of the slab, and then you were clamping those three things together to try to straighten the slab out. We basically just tried to level out the cracks on either end and didn't worry about the middle and worry about the bow. Like, right. So, I, so instead of just having a completely flat surface, and you, um, you're clamping the ends to that surface, we were just we just had a surface, and then we said, oh, we'll just clamp, we'll just sandwich the two ends with two by fours, and have the slab in the middle, clamp that together, and it'll be fine. Yeah. But that's not exactly. <laughs> that's not how it went, man. How it went. No. Um, and then on top of that, we didn't do the best job sealing it probably first with the parchment paper. It kind of seeped right through the parchment paper. Yeah. We just, it, it just wasn't that the tape didn't stick. The just, we gave that epoxy way too much room to work. And essentially we, we wasted a whole can of epoxy and we, I mean, at that point, like I was very disappointed last week coming into the show because it was like. This was supposed to be supposed to be a big step 
in our monthly challenge where we're epoxying. We're taking a big step. Right. And it just didn't go that way. But it was probably the biggest learning curve we took out of a monthly challenge where it's like, all right, we screwed up pretty big this week. And uh, how are we going to bounce back and game plan for it next time? Exactly. And we did a good job, man. We did a good job. Yeah, dude. We we definitely did. And that was one of the things we said last week was that, you know, it's never fun, but sometimes being humbled is is a necessary learning experience and or life experience that you just need to go through and and uh, you know, you don't like doing it. You don't like no one likes being humbled, like who who would? But it's something if you don't learn from it and uh just keep moving forward then what's the point of being humble you gotta say all right i probably needed to be humbled for a reason here so yeah so yeah um we definitely learned learned a lot and i think that was important uh we just kind of reassessed and saw that you know we were rushing through things a little bit we weren't thinking things through all the way the way we should have and i you know hopefully we'll we'll uh take that lesson for the rest of the show and yeah. you know or you know you know what i mean like as far as we take this show so at any time we go into something that we're working new on we don't go rush into it and we don't you know try to bite off more than we can chew right away I think that we're uh, you know, know what we're doing a hundred percent and we'll just, you know, bada bing, bada boom, in and out, we're done. Oh yeah, I was right, cocky got, last week. Man. Yeah, gotta take your time, think it out. Game plan. Game just plan a little bit more. Stop getting ahead of uh, I was getting way too ahead of myself and I, I came into this project so cocky, which I shouldn't have been, but and I got put back in my place and it was good. And now like today Filling our cracks, we you know we we clamped it down to a flat surface. We we sealed our cracks in the right manner, and it paid off. I, we were oh, yeah. we were sitting there and we were stoked and we were we, we were actually seeing the epoxy you know rise to rise the top instead of fill, disappear fill in all the way to the top. Um, one thing I mean, last week it. Yeah, it didn't go the way we thought it would, but it still did well enough of a job of putting just a layer at the bottom of the cracks. Yeah, it did set us up, so at least we, we Yeah, we were so able it to... wasn't a complete failure. It no. was probably like a it was probably what, like a seventy five percent failure? Yeah, I'll give it like a seventy five. Yeah, because I think, you know, at least we just got a a layer down of epoxy that dried it might it might it pooled at the bottom obviously and it's gonna be a, a pain to, to sand yeah from what it sounds like but at least that layer is down and we have some we had something to build on today so yeah. yeah we we built on top of the layer we put down uh it didn't obviously you know it's not it's not the perfect layer it's not the perfect base layer we wanted but it it was a base layer nonetheless yeah and now you know we're we're able to see the cracks, uh, what about half, little over halfway filled, and it's staying filled. It's not sinking back down to the bottom of our slab. Yeah, and just pooling at the bottom. So yeah, it's really cool. We've got some cool colors uh, going in there. Oh um, man, the colors look fantastic. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. I, I I tell you what, I think a lot of a lot of people who are actually listening and you hear about us talk, 
hear hear us talk about this table. Um, I once you see it, and once I, I once we get through, I, it's gonna look. It's gonna be a lot of wows. Man. Wow. wow! Wow! It's gonna look well, nice. Well, I think the man. even just like if someone walked down there and looked at it right now, I mean, there's there's epoxy pretty much yeah, all over. Yeah, it the looks table. like a mess, but it's a good mess. Yeah, it looks like a unicorn ate a bunch of spinach and had diarrhea all over the table. It that's pretty like shiny, like metal spinach. It's pretty spot on. And a uni- yeah, a unicorn just diarrhea it all over it. Yeah, so so needless to say, I think our 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 WWGs our weekly woodworking goals. Hey. Wait, hey. well, yeah, good for me. I I went good. It I we we came back, we executed our our plan, slowed down, took a look at it, thought about it, and you know, held us our, held ourselves accountable for the mistakes we made last week. I I realized that I had to be a accountable for being so fucking cocky yeah and thinking i could rush it and be cool with it and uh we came back just way better executed well, well here's week. here's what i had written down for out the goals we wanted to come into this show with uh we wanted to make a bench or a table or workbench something to that we could we could clamp that slab of wood to a flat surface and we did have an idea to make one to make a work work table or bench but but we didn't need to. Uh, we didn't need to. We were donated a, a beautiful uh, fold-out table, heavy-duty fold-out table that we were able to clamp our slab to. So check. So check that off the list. Uh, find the right tools and equipment to for just epoxying and sealing the bottom cracks. And we probably could have used some gloves and more tape. We, we each had one glove. We yep, found we a little a, bit of tape. We found a little bit of tape. Well, we did need like like a, yeah, like a more like a better. So that one we lacked on. Yeah, we lacked a little bit on that one, but yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So we probably should do a better job there going into this yeah, week. Yeah, that one definitely. Yeah, that one. That but we were. Yeah. You know, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll take the good with the bad, and that was we've done a lot of good, but that was a little bit of bad. Uh, so let's see. Then we wanted to, I, I wrote this down. I don't remember saying this. We wanted to take a day to attack future plans for the table. I, I don't remember. I saying remember this. saying that. I, I, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, we kind of did up in Florence. We took the, we took we a did. few days no, to talk about it. We talked about it. it. We did and talk about it. We, we realized what we just yeah. sat and we play, thought about what, how we're going to execute it. Yeah. And, uh, it, and it paid off. So yeah, I mean, I, I'll I check think, that one, huh? I think we did do that. I mean, we had, yeah, I think we did I'll that I'll check one. her. And then uh, we wanted to order more epoxy and uh, check that, too. We got more epoxy yeah, as well. Yeah, man, we did do that. We got it done. Yeah. So, so I think we did. Not too bad. Man, I'll give us, I'll, I I think that was, we did We did pretty good. We did pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we'll. Seems like uh, we might need to order more epoxy because uh, yeah, those fuckers. West some reason I'm not gonna totally bash West System epoxy because they're filling our cracks, but got like a quarter or a three quarters of a bottle. Like no, dude, know. it was like half full. Yeah, they a, sent us like a half it? full the bottle. Hard, the hardener. Yeah. Yeah, we had, and that's this littler one. So there's a big bottle of the resin it's the part a yeah the part a and then the part b the hardener it's a smaller bottle because you don't need 
as much. It's yeah, about, it's, it's a half pump. We, yeah. Yeah. So we do five pumps apart or ten pumps apart A, which is the big bottle we get, the resin. Then we do about five pumps apart B, um, which is the hardener. hardener. Yeah. So, but that hardener, it was only half full. Yeah. So what the, and it was a fret, like I cracked open the top. I had to, I had to get uh, like a screwdriver to pry open the, the, the other little tin lid that was in, yeah. in there. And then I look inside and it's half full. I'm like, well, no wonder we ran out of this stuff so fast. So, Those cheap skimping bastards. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna need to order. We'll probably need to order more. I don't know if we can just order just hardener because that's all. Yeah, we, we need. can. But um, I don't know. We uh, we'll see how far we make it with this. Our cracks are actually filling. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, I think tomorrow you'll be here. Yeah, I'll be swinging over to fill up some more. So af- after we are done recording, uh, I think we'll just toss one more quick. Quick dump of epoxy in the cracks, let that harden, and uh, it didn't tack up as well as I wanted it to. It was pretty little, little too putty. Yeah, a little, little too, too laffy daffy, little laffy daffy, yeah, little so, jingle jangle. So, so let's talk about that. So, so once these cracks are filled fully, like to the top, and they're not moving anywhere, they're staying put. So you were talking about going back to getting the slab planed yeah i mean it's it i think it's uh once it's one piece because the reason that we didn't want to keep planing it the f- when, without the epoxy is it was damn near cracked in half so i think if we would have went any farther it would have split completely okay so i mean my thought is uh if we, we get the epoxy filled up we get the the residue cleaned up that's on the slab, and I think it'd be a possibility to just bring it back to Northern Woodworking and get it planed one more time. Just get that top layer of yeah, epoxy off. Yeah, it'll make our lives easier, right, so and it'll to... flatten it. Because we, we got that that slab pretty flat. Yeah, we did. And if it stays where it, it is right now, I think we're in, in good good shape. And if we could bring it back into Northern and just get another eighth of an inch off that fucker, I think we're sitting pretty, man. And then and it's... Then... So then, if they when once they take an eighth of an inch off, do we have to do more sanding, more epoxy? How, I, what do we do? It's after just that? how it looks. If I'm, I'm sure we'll have to do touch up epoxy. Okay. We'll have to probably just fill a little more, just like small amounts. We're not going to douse it like we have been. Just right, right. Mix up a pump and a pump and a half, and fill the little bits of cracks that are showing. Okay. And uh, go from there. It, maybe we get it planed, or we get done epoxying, and we sand it, and we run into bigger blemishes. And so I don't know. It, it's it's kind of a you know uh, we'll see what we see. Okay. So. so so yeah, I guess what I was so what I was kind of getting at was then when when do you know when to put the polyurethane on? Uh, well, so once all the cracks are filled. And we have it completely sanded down, and we we have everything, all the all the residue epoxy sanded out the slab. Okay. And it we get it sanded to like a one twenty grit, and then we'll start putting poly on. Okay. So what does that one twenty grit mean? Explain that again. That's like uh, it's a, a level of sandpaper. So I think the, like the lowest grit of sandpaper, which is like when I say low grit. 
60 grit, which is like a tough sandpaper. So mm-hmm. that's what we'll use to get the residue of the epoxy off because it can chip away. Okay. And then we'll work up 60 to an 80, which is a little finer. And then we get to 120, which is getting fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so once we hit, so 120 is like it's, it's, it's smooth, smooth enough to start finishing. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, and then then we're running with it. So so then once so then once we hit it with the one twenty, we get over it with the one twenty grit. We've worked our way up to one twenty. And we might even we'll hit it with a one. I think we'll go up to two twenty before we start putting poly on it. Okay. So we so want it smooth to touch. Smooth to touch before you put the poly. Yeah, and then on. we'll just start caking it with poly, and then you keep sanding it. Yeah. Well, we won't sand it for a while. We'll have to. We'll. Polyurethane will absorb like a sponge into that slab of wood. Okay. So we'll layer it on. We'll cake it on. Uh, you know, we'll start it before a show. We'll we'll cake it on. Yeah. After the show, we'll cake it on. Okay. Come back the next day, and you want to keep caking it on until you feel like that piece of wood's fuzzy. Okay. So that's when you fuzzy. know. That's when you know it's to the surface. And once it's fuzzy, uh, then we'll okay. then we'll probably hit it again with a two twenty. Okay. Layer it. Come back the next day. Probably hit it again with the 220, put another layer on. And then, like, once once it's really absorbing, then we'll start moving up to a 320. Okay. And then 320 on, usually, like, a 320 sandpaper is, like, it's a pretty fine mm-hmm. um, sandpaper where it'll be very smooth to touch. And then, at that point, it's it, it's our field to play with. And okay. That's when you start getting shine to it, man. Ooh. Yeah. And then... uh. Yeah, so I talk. I have a I have a good buddy who's a, a welder out in Detroit, who is uh, willing enough and kind enough to um, make us some metal legs for the table, which yeah. that that's very very far on into this process. But oh yeah, that'll be awesome though, man. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Where did you Where did you meet this guy? Did you go Did you go to high school? Yeah, I went to high school, played football with him for four oh, years. Nice. Very very good buddy of mine. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, so once once he Detroit makes legs, now, huh? yeah, he's in Detroit. Shoots. This fucking steel. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I so he's a welder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Super I think cool, uh, I think uh, we did w- way better. We're way back, better. We're than back week. on the right. Yeah, and I mean track. just to kind of cap a little woodworking talk, I have uh, two facts I'd like to tell. I know you got a little talk too. Yeah, yeah, we got some. Yeah, we got you know we we've got a few. Uh, you know, just some fun facts about woodworking, about yeah. wood trees. Um, you wood, know, we didn't have a ton trees, of updates leaves. on the on the old uh, slabby poo that we got we got going here and the table we're gonna be making. Yeah, and we did drop. I dropped a little video of our process. I did not drop the the portion of the video of the spillage, <laughs> but we did do more recording this week with the GoPro. So good quality. You guys will be able to see us uh, pouring that yeah. boxy in. But uh, but yeah, let me just toss you. I want to toss just a couple fun facts, as fun as it can get with woodworking. Awesome. Uh, let's but, get it going, man. Let's yeah. Get into some, uh, let's get into some fun facts. A huh? little fun facty poo about uh about woodworking. Yeah, a little transition. We got a little fun facts. This is uh kind of just to cap off our. Our woodworking talk of the day. Oh, yeah. I'll start with some woodworking facts. And Max will talk to you about some trees. Yep. Hell, yeah. So according to some scholars, Egyptians were the first to varnish 
or finish their woodworking. So how we're putting epoxy on, about to start putting polyurethane on, that is a finish to a, to a wood project. And the Egyptians were the first known to varnish or finish their wood pro- products. And uh, finishing, for most people who are foreign to woodworking, is the art of placing some kind of protective sealant uh, on wood mater- materials in order to preserve them. So, I mean, that's pretty interesting. That's a big step in woodworking. I mean, that's... I mean, that's one of the more important steps. I feel like if you don't do that, your wood, what, it could... I mean, yeah, it takes it in a lot of weather. It takes in water. It can start bowing. It can start rotting. So it's it's one of those steps that really uh, brings it to life and, and uh, keeps intruders out. I wonder, like, how advanced... Because I'm not a, a scholar, so I wouldn't know this. But, like, how advanced is that technique for that time? That's what I was reading on, and it, it said, like, well, it's not known on what kind of finishes they used. Okay. So, I mean, I would assume it was obviously natural, whatever nature allowed them to use. Right. You know, because they weren't using poly. <laughs> I, they had I, they had to have been using some type of uh, maybe not some type of resin of some yeah, sort. Yeah, I, I I mean it maybe sap from the trees could have been some sort of ingredient. Yeah, the Egyptians are a quite mysterious bunch. They definitely we are. Think, we think we know a lot about them, but I don't think we do. No, I don't think we do. I don't think we do. But yeah, so interesting. Just you know, so the the Egyptians were the first. No, really cool people to yeah to put that finish in. And make a piece of wood. Because what that says is that's saying, you know, I, I feel like a lot, uh, from my limited understanding of the Egyptians, a lot of stonework, very intricate stonework, obviously the pyramids. Pretty good at pyramids, yeah. Yeah, pretty good at those uh, triangles. Yeah, not too bad, you but, know. Uh, but, but to look at a piece of wood and say, this is something that, can, that we want to make last like a... Not not as long as stone, but we want to we want it to to have a life of its own. Right, to not, have a life like this stone that we're working with. Yeah, and yeah. I just made this product. I don't want it to rot away. Right, and, and I, f- I feel like that's a very like that's I don't know. It's a kind of a cool thing to to look back and be like, oh, they like not only were they making all these. Crazy advancements and whatever they were doing. I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with this. All I'm saying is that that's pretty advanced for that time and to, for them to recognize that wood can last as longer yeah. than what it normally, I'm sure, was sought of looking at. You know. Hey, man, they deserve one of them. Huh? Hey, how about one for the Egyptians? Huh? <laughs> for that barnish. Golly, that. I got one more little fun hey, fact about wood. Just one more. We'll keep them coming. So uh, one of the first known woodworking techniques was veneering, which is an art invented by the ancient Egyptians. <laughs> so oh, they made teeth. They yeah yep. The goddamn they made George Washington's wooden teeth. You know I don't fucking know that bullshit. But anyway, veneering for those who don't know, it refers to this refers to thin slices of wood that are glued and pressed onto core panels. Onto core panels, which can be used for a variety of purposes nowadays, such as doors, such as uh, countertops, side panels for cabinets, wood flooring, and more. 
Uh, veneer is something you'll find. I mean, it's everywhere nowadays. I mean, these panels that we see on the walls, um, desktops. It's it, in, and veneer is a hard fucker to work with. Um, there's a lot of old school dressers. A lot of shit from the '60s, '70s were veneer. It was a cheaper way to um, produce wood. It was a it was a cheaper wood cheaper way to make things look like they were solid wood, and it's a pain in the ass to get off. But that's a that's a big step in in the woodworking world was veneering. So once again, thanks to the Egyptians because they're the people who are known for creating it. So wow, yeah. So that's cool. what I got for the woodworking fun facts. Max, tell me a little bit about some trees. A little bit about the one. Man, man, if only we could bring back a pharaoh to help us with this God table. damn, man. Walk nice like an Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, f- I found that's that's actually pretty cool. Uh, Thanks, bud. Because I, I found some fun facts uh, just about wood in general. Uh, since we're doing woodworking, I figured why not look up some fun facts about trees and, and just wood in general. So... So quick, I thought it'd be fun to find, like, what's the hardest wood or the hardest tree? Well, that led me to uh, how they how they determine the hardness and softness of wood. And they determine the hardness and softness of wood with a Janka test. Uh, Janka is spelt J-A-N-K-A, the Janka test. Uh, this test uh, calculates the hardness of wood by measuring the force uh, for which is needed to lodge a steel ball. The steel should be embedded halfway into the piece of wood. Uh, the first spot for the hardest wood in the world goes to an ironwood tree that is native to Australia. This tree is called Australian Bullock. B-U-L-O-K-E. Uh, which can be found across most of eastern and southern Australia. This tree requires a force of 5,060 pounds to embed a piece of wood. Oh. So, Carl, just uh, pop back in quick. So I'll just uh, real quick just tell him. Just tell him. Had to uh, go drain the main vein, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just uh, fill him in. So I was talking about the hardness and softness of wood. And the hardness and softness is determined by... Uh, this thing called a Janka test, J-A-N-K-A. And this test calculates uh, the hardness of wood by measuring the force needed to lodge a steel ball okay. into that wood. And you, usually they try to get it about halfway into the wood. So is it like, are you like shooting? Uh, that or? I did not I did not see. It just showed how many pounds of force is needed to embed the steel ball. So for the hardest wood, you they needed 5,060 pounds of force. Holy shit. Um, for the softest wood, um, this one is... God, you um, got to hate when you have soft wood, you know? <laughs> uh, this The softest wood is when you have too much whiskey in it. I mean, no, the softest <laughs> wood... Yo, whiskey uh, dick, yeah. Goes to the Quipo tree. Oh, Quipo. C U I P O tree. Uh, the same Jenka test is done to des- to determine its softness. Uh, so again, the hardest wood needed five thousand sixty pounds of force. Damn. The softest wood needed 
22 pounds of force. Holy shit. So it's quite a big difference. And, and you that, said, what's the, what's again, the hardest that, one? The hardest wood was Iron a wood. ironwood bullock tree. Um, bullock. Yeah, native to Australia called the bullock. It's an ironwood. Um, so, yeah, the softest wood was the quipo tree. And, again, it uh, looks like an Australian. Oh, no. I'm sorry. That was for the other tree. But, anyway, so the hardness and softness. There you go. Oh, uh, son of a bitch. The, uh, Ain't and no then, quipo. I'm an ironwood. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of hard and soft woods, so there are two different types of woods. There's a hard hardwood tree and a softwood tree. Softwood tree are trees that lose uh, that don't lose their leaves. Hardwood trees are trees that do lose their leaves. So like a softwood would be like a pine. Exactly. Okay. And softwoods are generally the used woods used for like construction, like maples, frames. oaks, pines. No, no, no. Maples and oaks would be hardwoods. Yeah. And those would not be like construction, like framing. That, Framing's a lot of like cedar and. That's like softwood trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going out the top of the noggin. Right, 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 right. But anyway, we'll uh, keep going here. The largest tree in the world. Uh, this tree measures. So this is just largest. It's not. It's not. We'll get into the tallest and and so widest. But this is the largest. So it looks like like the most dense almost. So the largest tree comes in measuring at one thousand four hundred and eighty seven cubic meters. And its name is General Sherman. Oh, the gen. It's hailed as the most massive tree in the world. It is a giant sequoia that can be found in the California's Sequoia National Park. It is estimated to be 2,000 years old. Holy Um, wowzers. And even though it is is estimated to be 2,000 years old, it is still considered as a middle-age giant sequoia. Since other trees have reached 3,220 years old. Holy so shit. this is the biggest tree in the world, and it's just... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was nine <laughs> on. That scared the shit out of me. Keep going with the sequoias. Yeah, so, the, uh, so yeah, that's the largest tree in the world. Um, the widest tree with a diameter of 38.1 feet, El Arbol del Tule... Which means, uh, according to this website, the tree of Tule is recognized as the tree having the widest trunk in the world. Um, It is situated in the town center of Santa Maria del Tule in the Mexican state of Oaxaca. Arriba! Uh, this state was named after this wide. So the state was named after the widest tree. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. That's a lot of recognition for a tree. Yeah, 38.1 feet in diameter. Holy shit. That's, uh, pretty big. It is a... Let me see here real quick. It's gotta be like the size of Shaq's dick. We're, uh, probably... It's probably smaller. Uh, <laughs> wrong. After careful, after careful DNA examination was conducted, the test confirmed that the El Arbador... Del Tule yeah, is a single cypress tree. So it's a cypress tree. Ooh. The tallest tree. Although General Sherman is recognized as the largest tree, 
The tree named Hyperion remains the number is in the number one spot for the tallest tree in the world. Hyperion is a redwood. Uh, redwood. Oh, they put brack. Okay, the redwood that can be found that can be seen in California, specifically in the Redwood National Park. Uh, so redwoods grow as tall as three hundred feet. But Holy Hyperion shit. has grown to 379.7 feet. God damn. And uh, Hyperion comes from the the Titans, the Titan Greek mythology there. Hey, we got to take a we, I would love to see the Sequoia oh. National Park and the Redwoods. Well, I think I think after this woodworking um, month and hopefully in the future we could take a trip. That'd be, that'd be amazing. I, I would, would love, love to see those. Let's go see the tallest goddamn tree in the world. I'm huh? the biggest. Oh. General Sherman. Oh, I'd love to Hyperion. see Hyperion. Oh, oh, Hyperion. Oh, we'll go give, try to give it a hug. Oh, I'll go drink a, a couple beers with the old Sibe and the Crack old. A beer, pour, pour a few down in the roots. Oh, yeah. How do you like them apples? God damn. This uh, is some fun fuck facts. This is some fun facts. Hey, I got a couple more Let here. Let me hear them, buddy. A couple more here. The oldest tree. Oh. Uh, okay, so besides having the. Largest and tallest tree, California is also home to the oldest tree. They do something with them trees out there, uh, man. So the oldest tree is recognized to be over 4,800 years old. Holy shit. And this tree is situated in the White Mountains of California. The tree is named, oh boy, Methuselah. Oof, what a name. Which That's is an, an name. ancient pine tree. So just this fourth, almost 5,000-year-old pine tree just chilling in California. Uh, the heaviest wood, topping the list of the world's heaviest trees, goes to the black ironwood, which has a density of 84.5 pounds per feet cubed. Although it would be an ideal material for creating structures, the black ironwood can only be used for small projects because of its unavailability of the said material. So there's just not enough of it to make a like I'm sure a lot of building people's in the building world would love to use this tree to build stuff, but there's just not enough of it to go around so they can't. Um but it is the heaviest wood, the most expensive wood. Uh so although we can be see although wood can be seen almost everywhere, it is price depends on the wood quality. So you may find high-end wood watches or sunglasses that are costly uh, because most of them you uh, are made of quality and expensive wood. The African black wood is hailed as the most valuable tree in the world. Wow. I'm going to look up a picture of it. African black wood? Yep. Uh, it is considered to be an endangered species because it can Ooh. only be found in northern Mozambique. And Tanzania. This wood can be used to create a lot of furniture like doors, oh, windows, and tables, as well as wooden instruments such as oboes and clarinets. Usually, the wood costs $25,000 per cubic meter. Look at this. Look Let's at see. this goddamn tree. Let's see. That is a black wood. Oh, shit. One sec. Un momento, por favor. Look at that. Oh wow! It's literally you. You cut that wood. That's a black wood. That is. That's an African black wood tree right there. That's amazing. I didn't even think. How much? Give me that price. I'm sorry for interrupting you, no, Max. No, 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 no. 
It is $25,000 per cubic meter. Holy shit. So that's not, I don't think that's that much wood for $25,000. But, I mean, it is an endangered species, so it's like, yeah, maybe just don't use that wood. <laughs> yeah, let it be, man. But, uh, let it be. But let the cheapest be. wood. We go from the most expensive to the cheapest, and this is where we end. The cheapest wood. Pine is believed to be the cheapest wood because of its characteristics. It's lightweight and is less durable compared to maple and oak. It is very affordable and is versatile and is a versatile material. Uh, so a lot of woodworkers prefer using pine. Uh, probably pine's probably well used with like you know two by fours and uh, just like a, a wood that is heavily man- manufactured. Uh, for constructions, pro- probably cause yeah. it's just a cheaper available so, wood. They're definitely not using the African black wood. No, for that. no. So yeah, it can be. It blends well with other woods. It's an ideal material for making uh, furnitures uh, or to create homes. So yeah, exactly what you were saying. It's probably one of the more uh, uh, widely used woods for yeah, like framing and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's some wood. That's some wood and tree fun facts. Yeah, we got to give you a little something with our uh, with our woodworking woodworking yeah, a, couple months. Oh wait, actually, I have a I have a few. I have a, just a. I have another actually cool one I saw here. Um, this one's actually pretty cool. So here's another just some some more fun facts quick to come at you. I know we gave you a few, but here's a few more. This one's pretty cool. Trees and forests communicate with each other through a fungal network or wood wide web. (laughs) So so fungi have fine threads that spread underground called mycelium. Trees use mycelium like an underground Internet to link with other trees and plants. They use these networks to communicate, such as to warn each other of danger. They also use the the mycelium network to share nutrients. Older trees will pass nutrients to their offspring that are growing nearby. Uh, These partnerships are called mycorrhiza. Mycorrhiza. M-Y-C-O-R... H I Z A. My Crassiza. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's, trees. that's actually an awesome fact. Uh yeah. So the trees started the internet way before we did. Yeah, so it's just really interesting when you stop and think like you look at a living organism, like plants, and you say, Oh, they're not they're not smart like humans because they can't communicate with other trees or you know they they don't have an understanding of the world like like people do because you know they can people can communicate and trees can't but you got to you got to take a step back and look well maybe they can we're not they're a little more as, fucking generous than humans right, are they're we're helping not each as other sophisticated out sophisticated as we thought and they're more sophisticated than we thought so i thought it was pretty cool i mean so they're just they're using a fungal network that you know, it's not even a part of you know that a tree doesn't, a tree doesn't sprout and then start creating a fungal network. It just uses what's in the ground that's already there, and it communicates through that. So that was pretty cool. That is that's pretty, and and that just goes to show that 
obviously, we're not the only living things on this earth. And very, it really shows that we're like the least generous, shitty living things on this earth because. Yeah. Usually when another a human higher above who's older and, and richer and thicker and bigger than the one below them, they don't give a fuck to give nothing to the person underneath them. No. And these trees, and obviously, if we didn't have trees, we wouldn't be fucking breathing right. right now. So Exactly. Take a little something from the trees and give to some give 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 to somebody a little less grown than you, you selfish assholes. Amen. Sorry to bring it to that, Max. No, man. That's cool. That's where it was, uh, I think that's where it was destined to lead to. Absolutely. So, hey, we talked trees. We talked epoxy. We talked our, our, our ups and downs of this table process. We talked wood. We talked wood. We talked We talked the big trees. We talked the little trees. We talked the hard trees. We talked the soft trees. We talked everything. And uh, um, uh, so those are our weekly, I mean, weekly, monthly combined challenge updates yeah 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 why don't we give a give a couple ideas for what we want to push ourselves and hold ourselves accountable for this upcoming week huh let's do it what do you think do it let's do it so yeah we are uh well yeah how about you go first you've got a you've got a pretty good idea here uh you told me before the show i really like it i i gotta come up with something i'm not a i really I, uh, I always uh, tell myself I got to think of something, you know, after the show. I'm like, oh, I got to come up with a, a good weekly challenge. And then uh, the day of the show, I go, oh, shoot. <laughs> I never yeah. thought of a weekly challenge. Uh, well, this this past week, I, I kind of put my, my personal goals aside. Um, I mean, I, you know, obviously I was trying to keep up with my, my physical, mental state always. Doing it every day. Everybody should. Keep up with yourself. Keep up with your well-being. Keep up with your neighbor's well-being. You know, take care of yourself. Take care of the person next to you. But, um, so our goals for last week, my goal was to focus on epoxy. We did it. We took care of it. And uh, I want to be uh, a little, I want to be a little more personable this week. And just, you know, we're working with trees. We're working with nature. We're, we're, we're blessed to be able to work with the slab we got because somebody planted this tree and took care of it and let it grow. And uh, I want to give a little bit back to Mother Nature this week. So my goal, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it, once this week I want to go take a walk through my favorite park, my favorite trail, my favorite area through Green Bay, and I want to give back to Mother Nature by uh, – Taking a good walk and picking up some litter, cleaning up the area, you Love know, it. picking up garbage and uh, hopefully fill up a good bag. And I, I and I, I'll post a video, post a picture that I'm really out there doing it. So I just want to give back to Mother Nature because she gave me a nice slab to create a beautiful table for our stew. So I'm going to go up and clean up a little garbage this week. Hey, can I do that with you? Absolutely. Let's make it. Let's a, do that a double goal. I like that. I think, you know, I think. Let's this, do that. I would good. love to do that with you. It's good to give back. And people are filthy and fucking gross and pieces of shit to Mother Nature. So uh, personally, that is one thing that I hold myself high on. I think, um, you know, I, I like to take care of the place that I was given, the earth. Absolutely. I like. I, I want to. And I, I want to take a bigger step and go and clean up after the fucking slobs who litter on it. Yeah, and dude, I love that. I love that. I remember just uh, when I was up in Monaco this past summer, 
uh, with with my brother and his kids. I would I just started uh, kayaking around the lake, just around like the shore. Yeah, and I just started noticing a bunch of trash, and I just was like, ah, I'm gonna. I just started kind of picking up trash around the shore, dude. My kayak was full by the yeah. time I just made like a half a loop, like just around the shore of the cottages we were staying at. Like it wasn't even a big. My kayak was full of garbage. It's amazing how human beings think like, okay, well, my personal space is cluttered. Let me just get rid of it and just throw it out my car window. Right, yeah. Fucking, you know, just, you know, I'm not going to recycle. Fuck who recycles. And I'm going to just throw my trash elsewhere because if it's not around me, we're fucking clean. We're yeah, cool. as long as I look but good. But no, and... you, it doesn't go nowhere, but exactly. it's not going nowhere. Exactly. So. So I'm gonna I, I we, we I dude I really like that that's a really good idea. This is a good way to give back I, to Mother Nature in this in this uh, beautiful place we're given. Cause you know what? If people don't believe in goddamn global warming, why is it 70 degrees on the fourth of November? Tell I don't me know, that, man. I'm not gonna put nothing out there, but I don't know. I should be wearing shorts and a cutoff on November. It's cooling down, so it's uh, it'll balance out. It'll balance. Out. <laughs> it'll balance out. But that's just a balance. What are you talking? It's no. a balance. No, so, I'm right there with you. So, no, I'm right there with you. Me and Max are gonna combine our personal goals and I, clean up some yeah. trash and take care of our earth a little bit and I take like care that. of our Green Bay area. And I think uh, for our, our WWGs, um, our woodworking goals, I say we uh, just focus on that goddamn epoxy, man. Yeah, like just coming in um, tomorrow. I'll come in and put some epoxy down, and then at least one time over the weekend to come in. Yeah, take a look. We'll get um, it. We'll get one good layer, and then hopefully, hopefully our our week our WWG for next week can be sanding. Yeah, ho- really hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I'm not gonna press that, but hopefully. Um. Yeah. Hold on. I'm just gonna. Right. Talk, talk about sanding a little bit. I'm gonna. I gotta write this down quick. Yeah. I mean. I well. We're just fill up these cracks, get it to the place we want to be. And I tell you what, we got a hell of a hell of a process of sanding going on because we got about 28,000 layers of fucking epoxy to battle through. Um, but it's going to be tough, but uh, I think we'll get there. And uh, it, it, it's going to happen. It's going to be popping. And once it's all down, man, it's going to look good. But uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Um, so real quick, I just wrote down for our weekly goals was to clean up a park slash trail. Yeah. Basically just a quick get that. And then our weekly woodworking goals, uh, is to just keep throwing, uh, epoxy down on the table. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I want to say this, if anybody's listening, if anybody's planning on taking a walk this week, if anybody's planning on going, uh, to the wildlife sanctuary or just taking a walk around the block. Just please hold yourself accountable. Make an effort. Pick up a piece of trash. Take it out of the earth. Put it in the garbage. I know garbage doesn't go to a good place either, but get. I don't know. Just, just no. Uh, yeah, I know what make, you mean. I, I mean, want, it's better than it's better than uh, you know. You throw some trash out your window. An animal picks it up. Yeah. And you know what? Tries to. I, I don't know. Like it, it's just better. It goes. To some place that it's it's supposed it's to be contained, yeah, and, and it's you know what, it's 
there's people kind of looking at it and watching over it, quote unquote, but rather than an animal getting its hands on it and who knows they try to use it for a bird tries to use it for their nest, but instead they get their foot caught and they whatever can't fly or they think yeah. they can eat it, but they can't. You know, it's better that it goes to a landfill, I think. Yeah. From and, my understanding. And you know what? Least. I'm gonna go out and say this right now. If we have any listeners listening right now, if you take a walk and you make the effort and hold yourself accountable to pick up a piece of trash, a couple pieces of trash, fill up a little bag, maybe just one or two pieces, whoever fucking posts a picture of them, the piece of trash, them doing good for Mother Nature, post it on our Facebook, on our Instagram, and uh, I'm going to go out there and buy you a six-pack of the beer of the week. If you don't need the beer of the week, I'll buy a, you know, a little gift card somewhere, a little host accountable yeah. koozie or something, you know? Yeah, we do got to get some koozies going. I'll get some koozies I think we going. we get some koozies. So I'm encouraging our listeners, hold yourself accountable. Join me and Max on our weekly goal, our weekly adventure to clean up Mother Nature. Post a picture on our Facebook, and goddamn, we'll get you something back for it. Definitely, man, definitely. Um, yeah, that'd be really cool. Hey, Max, what are you thinking? Where do we move from here, huh? Well, I was thinking, uh, should we try to just quick uh, figure that figure this picking up trash thing out? Where, uh, where were you? Where did you have any ideas in your head where you were thinking you wanted to go? I, I mean, near and dear to my heart, I love, I love Barrage Creek. Oh, that'd be awesome. Let's definitely. I'd like yeah. to take a walk through Barrage Creek, uh, whether it's trotting through eighteen holes of their froth or just backwoods locking and uh, just yeah, clean up a little bit because. People are messy. I like that. Definitely, I'm definitely down to do some cleanup at Baird's Creek one of the one of these days. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be super cool. I'm glad you're down with it. I uh, do. I, I when you said that, I was just like, oh, that is a perfect idea for this week. It just kind of goes with like you know we're 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 taking from nature to give to us almost. You know, it's for our studio. We're we're really trying to treat this piece of wood right. We appreciate where this piece of wood came from and the tree that gave us the slab, you know. Um, so let's give back to nature, man. I, I really yeah. like that. Mother I think Nature that's deserves awesome. our cleanup. Absolutely. Um, so here, since we uh, skipped out last week, uh, I think uh, a good place to transfer from here, let's talk a little hula board, huh, Some hula board. Absolutely, yeah. man. So we talk weekly, monthly challenge updates, our new goal of uh, helping out Mother Nature. Like I said, any listener out there, post a picture to our Facebook with you cleaning up some trash, whether it's in a park, in your backyard, wherever it is, we'll give you a little something, something Absolutely. back. Let's move Absolutely. on to this hula board, Max. The hula board. Frozen again? We are frozen again. Alright. Frozen time. Computer don't wanna link up, so we're just gonna take some time. You need another beer of the week? Um You seem pretty full over there, huh, bud? Yeah, I'm good over here for now. Uh, I'm trying to get this thing linked back up here. Alright. Also another I'm I'm don't mean to interrupt the who board, but if uh, we do have any listeners who are going out there and, and taste testing our beers of the week, 
That'd be another cool thing if you uh, could post a picture. Let us know you're uh, listening to our beers of the week. And most of our beers of the week are local. So not only are you enjoying a tasty beverage, you're supporting your local breweries and a local business and uh, local people. So go ahead on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, wherever we sit and uh, post a picture of you drinking a beer and picking up trash. But uh, yeah, so we're, uh, we're, we're, we're moving on to the old hua board. And uh, I'm not going to lie, we, we kind of flaked out on this last week. But uh, so I'll go ahead and give give you a few things that we got at the top of the list. We got Maximus back in the stew. Oh yeah, back in the stew. So we, we uh, back. We back. We got number one. We got woodworking. Fucking check it off. We're making a table right now, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we got woodworking. We don't gotta check it off. We just gotta put a uh, keep it up. Well, there. this so this, the the board is just basically. Eventually, we want to get oh, like a. Oh my gosh, I just dumped half my. Beer of the week on my lap. I'm sorry. <laughs> so good, you had to put it in your lap. Yeah. Uh, that didn't make sense. Don't but anyway, from so our, our what I think what like a cool what what we hope to maybe have happen with the who board is that we get like a big canvas. Yeah, we gotta get a fucking almost. whiteboard. Yeah, we get like a whiteboard. We write it. We write it all down. We take a picture of it every week or whatever we do, um, and we cross stuff off the list. We add stuff on the list. And, you know, every week it's just kind of something to look at, cross things off, circle, this is what we want to do, put, yeah. like, an exclamation mark or something. Like, this is the next one we want. But anyway, so for right now, this is just kind of the board of things. Give it a quick rundown. The ideas of stuff that we wanted, uh, the activities or hobbies we want to tackle uh, for a month. Uh, so we had woodworking. Uh, we're doing that right now. Um, I put down shoe coloring, which was something I used to do when I was a, a younger guy. Just find a white pair of shoes and and just have fun with it. Get some, get a bunch of sharpies and just kind of make them my own. Um, do something with uh, therapy or or seeing a um, uh, a therapist for a month or however long we need it to. But at least just getting a month under our belt of uh, kind of getting a start in the right direction because I. I think uh, for me, I know I need to do that. It's just something that I'm not not necessarily scared to do, but just it's a kind of a step, you know, a big step that yeah. you got to take. And absolutely, I know you're kind of doing that a little bit right now, uh, but that's more of a personal thing. Um, so yeah, something something we'd like to do as well. Uh, run once a day for a month. We'd like to try boxing, some type of instrument, guitar. Um, musical singing, music. I mean, we could do a different guitar each, or a different guitar, a different instrument each month. You know, we could. There's a lot we could do there, and yeah, I think it's a wide, wide know, variety of options I in think that category. Like drums have always been interesting to me. Guitar, uh, but again, it's just like I just want to kind of learn the general. I don't. I'm not trying to be like a professional or a perfectionist. I just kind of want to. Want to learn and see what it's just like. Just dabble with yeah, it. Just dabble uh, a little, little bit. Dabble pool. Um, another thing we had: try different diets. So that's like carnivore diet, vegan, uh, paleo, the keto. keto. You know, there's tons of different diets the we could do. Calorie count we cal- got from a counting from calories. our manager upstairs. Yeah, counting calories. We could do that for a month if we were trying to lose weight, add weight. Uh, just counting your calories every day. Uh, do some volunteer work. 
we would like to do some stand-up comedy, try that for a month, you know, just bomb for a month and hopefully get, <laughs> get one, get a tiny little laugh at some point. Uh, give up caffeine. That was kind of like a weekly thing. We did that for one week. I mean, maybe we could do that for a month and tie it in with something else, but just an idea to throw out there. Ninja warrior course. This would be something where it's like a competition. So like whoever has the best time at the end of the month, you know, has to buy the beer for the next month or something. Or we could even amp that fucking Addy up and be like, okay. Uh, winner gets to choose a tattoo for the loser. Oh, oh. oh tattoos. Oh. Yeah, I like that, huh? And then we got, uh, after Ninja Warrior, we got, uh, you know, singing lessons. That that, that binds into our instrument yeah, guitar. Yeah, I, I should move that up there. But anyway, singing lessons. Um, Hua Hunt and Hut, which is, uh, um, you know, we we're planning on getting more of that done before the hunting season. Um, uh, more to come with that. Yeah, that's something um, – it's more of like a long-term – we're going to need to think that out a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'd i rather execute it fully, and uh, uh, I just it, – it, That might be like yeah. – that might be like we, we, do, we do it for a month in like the summer, and then we do a revisit in the fall. Yeah, you and know? I mean obviously we'll keep working on it, but – We'll uh we'll just uh, for a month we can update show videos of our work process once we get better with our video editing and uh, all that shit you know yeah and then um we got a book month so just reading a book for a month or a few different books in a month and then just each week kind of just talking about some books man I mean I don't know it might not be super interesting to for people to listen to but it's for us to you know yeah. do and if uh, it's an us thing yeah I mean like. Like, I feel like if, if we did, um, like, for our book month, if we had a theme, like, we were doing, like, Packer books, you know? Yeah. You read, like, a Lombardi book. I read, like, a Jerry Kramer, Jerry Kramer sideline book. book or, yeah. yeah, something like that, you know? And we come in and just talk about it, tie it in with the Packer talk, tie it with, like, what we're learning, like, life lessons we're learning from this book. And, Absolutely. Um, how we can apply that to our lives um, in the in the present and in the future. You know, stuff like that would be cool to do. Uh, a writing month, kind of the same thing. You know, I've got, I've, I'm, I enjoy writing, but I don't really. Not know. gonna lie, not something I knew about you before you brought this up. Yeah, didn't I mean, know you were a big writer. Well, I shouldn't say I'm a big. It's like I didn't even know you wrote at all. It's like the idea of writing. Like you know, I, I start writing, I get like an idea for something, you start writing it, and then you realize oh, this is gonna be a lot more work than I thought. Yeah, and you just gotta, you know put it to the back burner and you can just never quite uh flesh out that idea that you had um so yeah writing would be fun oh glass blowing this would be a good that one that would be that would be super be awesome. fun yeah uh just make some little little trinkets for the studio yeah. here to put up uh make be... a big atari big <laughs> bong man yeah, <laughs> yeah man, man. no nah, just making bases and uh Little trinket toys. Yeah, 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 that'd be cool. Uh, and then doing, like, uh, some type of, like, one of the things I wanted to do was Olympic lifts and have, like, yeah. you or, or someone else teach me, like, the snatches, hand cleans, yeah. all the – I've, I've seen people do them. Power and cleans. Power cleans. I've heard, deadlifts. I've, I've heard the, the terminology, but I just have never done them myself. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That that's kind of where our list is at right now. 
Uh, do you have any ideas for things you'd want to add to that list? Um, you know, um, just talking to my my buddy, and I'm gonna steal this off your idea list that you have. Talking to my buddy who uh, is living out in Detroit, who's gonna help us out with our table legs for the Stua table. Uh, stu, Stua. Hey, stu, Stua. The like Stua. That. Uh, That's the, not bad. The, the Stua table. Uh, I like to learn a little welding. Welding, yeah, take that'd a be welding fun. welding class. I don't know. I you know it's obviously that that's a craft, so you, you don't learn it in a month. But either you, you, same as everything we do, you don't learn it in a month. It's something to start and something to something to branch off of. But I think welding would be cool. Yeah, it's just one of those things that it'd be nice to just have a general. Um, yeah, have, idea like, of how to do it. It's and something then, else in your back pocket, man. Yeah, because it's. Again, a lot of these things we want to do, they're not things that we're trying to master. No. A lot of these things are like, I've always been interested in looking into that, or I've always been interested in giving that just a shot. Absolutely. And then, kind of, I mean, it was basically like with jujitsu. Like, we we always just wanted to give it a shot. Like, I think it might be something that we revisit and give it a shot, you know, try again. Yeah. But, you know, just for right now and the... The way the things are in the world and just COVID and that no, stuff. COVID-19. COVID, you know, it's just, you know, rolling around with strangers in a mat. Uh, does not sound too appealing right now. So, but yeah, so, yeah, these are all just things we'd like to try, give them a shot. So, welding, that's really good. I think that'd be something super useful. And for me, I'm going to do uh, rock climbing. Go I was going to say, dude. and Go to, like, a rock climbing gym. Yeah, and, I mean... It would even be cool. I was out uh, past summer in September out in Devil's Lake in Baraboo, Wisconsin, and there was people uh, roped up climbing up the little bit of rock formations they yeah. have out in Devil's Lake. Yeah. That there, would be cool, There man. were people at High Cliff that were doing it. Yeah. See, that would be super fun. That that would be interesting. See, like, I think it almost, for me, I'd have to start in a gym. Yep. And then you do, so you do that for a month, and then... Maybe a couple months later, you go, all right, now I'm ready to try it outdoors. And then you just get your feet wet doing it outdoors. You know, it'd be another cool thing, which uh, I, I don't think it I don't think it necessarily be like a monthly challenge. Yeah, um, but it'd be like a cool like, all right, um, crazy challenge of the week or something like a okay. uh, fucking funky challenge of the week, like skydiving. Yeah, this week, me and Max said, you know, we're going to buckle up. We just signed up. We're going to go skydiving this week. I like that. I, You know, that would be fun. Like, just like I think that'd be a cool thing to kind of uh, trickle onto the show where it's just like, you know, this isn't a weekly goal. This isn't a monthly goal. This is just a funky, crazy. It's like a, it's like a bucket list. Yeah, shit my pants challenge of the week. Yeah. Me and Max are going skydiving this skydiving. week. Skydiving. Ooh, we'll, yeah. I like that, So that'd dude. be funky. That'd be good. It's, it's another cool idea for the show where... Uh, yeah, shit my pants challenge of the week or, you know, like <laughs> crazy fucking challenge of the week. Hell yeah. Skydiving's been something that I've always wanted to do. My, yeah, same here. And I don't even know why. I don't like. It's the th- I, I, it's a thrill thing for me where it's yeah. like, I want to jump out of a fucking plane and drop and hopefully and my goddamn parachute so opens happens. up. Exactly. Oh, oh that'd be fun. Shoots, yeah. So awesome, no. man. The hula board's looking heavy. It's looking hot. And we got new ideas for maybe crazy challenges, uh, just the crazy challenge. The who would, who, uh, who, hooray, who, uh, 
who uh, the heavy cra- Hua challenge. Uh, crazy, yeah. So we'll, we gotta we gotta uh, workshop the SMP challenge of the week. Shit my pants challenge Ooh, of the week. The SMP the SMP sp- hey. challenge of the week. So yeah, maybe once the months get a little warmer, man, we can uh, strap up that parachute, jump Ooh, out yeah, of a plane. Do like, like sky, we can do like whitewater rafting. Oh, do I've done that once. Awesome, by the yeah, way. I'm not, I don't. I've never done it. I, so. I, I did it once, and it was a pretty low level of it, and I was still scared shitless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. My my buddy from when I worked at White Dog Black Cat, uh, he was a guide. And one day he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do whitewater rafting. I'm a guide." He's like, what are you doing after work? I'm like, fucking nothing. Just want to come whitewater. <laughs> yeah, shit. Sure. <laughs> and, it was, and it was fucking crazy, dude. Was, Green Bay? No, uh, no, it was up near, uh, near Athelstein. Oh, so about okay. four, about okay. an hour out. Okay. Hour north. So. Okay. Cool. cool. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, so that's the Hua board. Let's see. What else can we get into today? I think yeah. uh, I think we're near and close to the good old... Backer, uh, yeah. Let me just make sure I didn't miss nothing. Yeah, let's. Uh, we skipped who last week. We so skipped who sure. last week. So let me just make sure. Did you have a uh, a spotlight you wanted to get into, or were you, were you going to get into that after the Packer talk? If you did have one, I can. I can. That can uh, vibe off it. the Packer talk because it's it, it's a Packer player, um, Mr. Gunslinger. He'll be my spotlight this week because I, like it. uh, I think it. it's a good. So I think from here. I mean, goddamn! Last week, on top of shitty epoxy pouring, a terrible Packer loss, we were coming in soft and quiet. Yeah. But goddamn, this week, this week, though. the Packers beating the goddamn 49ers ass. Finally. Finally, even though they didn't have a lot of right. starters not, not on the ball, we the goddamn same. did what we had to do, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode eleven. Motherfucking Packer Talk. Let's go back. Taking on the Jigs. And gentlemen, Packet Talk. It is Welcome. Packet Talk time. Welcome. And it's exciting to talk about the Packers this week. Very exciting to talk about the Packers. Absolutely. This week. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it's always exciting to talk about the Packers, especially when they come off a win, though. Yeah, and um, I mean that that game against the the Vikings. Was just fucking sad to me. That was brutal. It that was, was brutal, brutal, man. But goddamn, we come off, and I know it's a, it's a, it's a injured Sam Fran team. But we came out, we beat them thirty-four to seventeen, and the Packers, uh, check the history book, not too goddamn good playing in Sam Fran. No, not too good, and I mean, a game we we need we should have won, um, you know. Yeah, last year, what, we lost the NFC Championship against the 49ers. But, I mean, we should have won just based on their injuries. Oh, yeah. We that, won in the fashion that we should have. Yeah, I, I still don't think our defense played that well. I mean, we were going up against Nick Mullins and, uh, like, 
fourth string wide receivers and yeah we still gave up some plays but yeah we did but hey know, we had a turnover we had a turn i mean yeah i mean dude the guys the 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 players that we pay to get after the quarterback you know got after the quarterback now let's see if they can do it you know when against we need a, them to against the jags well yeah i mean if we lose to the jags i, I don't know i'll be I don't know. But like, where I, do I probably you... won't even. I just won't. Even, you like, you can come in and do Packer talk. I just won't even talk about. Well, where the Packers, do we sit? If we where... lose the Jags, I'll just be. I'll be done with the team. But how do you? How do you? How do you be done with a team when it's only eight games in the season? How Cause... do you do that, guy? We're playing seventeen games this year. If you didn't know that. Because it's the man. We. <laughs> I know you're a little more harder on the pack than me, which is good. I well, I just I come at it with the fact that. Um, I come at it with, I, I not not so much as a fan, but looking at it from the way, uh, you know, we have as a football fan, maybe yeah, as a foot like there's no reason this like this team should lose the Jaguars. Obviously, if the Packers lose, I'm not gonna be done being a Packer fan. Yeah, I you know, know, a little bit of hyperbole, but what I'm saying is like, I won't trust this. I I will never probably never trust a team under Matt LaFleur and Mike Pat. Yeah, I wouldn't even as... say Matt LaFleur. It's fucking Gunsa Conson. But that's fucking... what I, I just but that's what I'm saying. Like I just any any time we go into a game that's like we should win. One in seven, fourth in the fucking AFC, we better not lose this goddamn game. I'll go, I don't know, we could we still could lose this game. Because... I'm not saying we won't. Oh yeah, no no. I'm well yeah, I mean I think last week uh, for the 49ers game, I said it was going to be 23-22 49ers, and... Uh, I don't even the, remember what the fuck I said. I think you had a score, actually, a lot closer to the actual score. Um, I think you did pretty good, actually. Good for me. So, yeah, good for you. But, no, so... So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm. It's more of that we shouldn't lose. We got, we got these pretty high-paid well-known players that should perform. And if they don't perform the way that, you know, they've, they've come expected to perform. Patton's on a fucking hot seat for me, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He's been on a hot seat for a minute now. Goons. Fuck goons. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, but goddamn, he pisses me off too. You know, one thing I'm going to bring up is what, what did the Packers do in the trade deadline? Nothing. Nothing, man. What is this? Is that a surprise? No. And even we go from Ted Thompson to Goons. We we sat with Ted Thompson how many years with nothing, with a goddamn quiet trade deadline doing nothing ever. Yeah, I don't. I. And we go to Goons like he's building the. He's he's just trying to build a team. He's planning five years ahead. When you got Rodgers for what? You got four more years out of Rodgers. After yeah. two. He's able to move, do what he wants, right? Yeah. So after, after next season, it'll be um, it'll be much more feasible for the Packers to move on from Aaron Rodgers. But this season, he's they're not moving on from him after this season. But it's, why wouldn't you want to win a ring with the guy? That's what I'm saying. I, I, dude, I'm. What are you gonna I'm go right to Jordan Love, the guy who you drafted first in the first round, who doesn't even fucking suit? Yeah, and I mean I'm not gonna throw dude, shade I, on Jordan Love because he hasn't as. And you know the other thing that I don't get 
is whenever Rodgers goes to the sidelines and he's on that little he's on his little surface pro and he's going over the plays with the the quarterback's coach and the quarterback, I don't see Jordan Love anywhere. It's just Rodgers, Tim Boyle, and a coach. Well, it could be different right now, especially the circumstances with COVID. They're probably trying to keep players separated. I guess. You know, I don't I mean it's such a weird season where like that's always like a, oh, what if, you know, maybe Maybe they're like, all right, limit the players who are next to so each other. So then why even draft Jordan Love? That's a fucking good question, he guys. He can't even sit. He can't even hang out with Rodgers in a real game and be like, oh, what did you see? Why did you throw? Why yeah. did you throw to Devontae here? That was he a- don't even fucking suit, dude. Tim, Tim Boyle's our number two. That's what I don't. That That is like it's the f- baffling thing. Because when we first drafted Love, I was like, okay, I don't. Uh, no pun intended. I don't love the pick. I mean, I can see what they're doing, but I don't like it. I get it, but I don't like it. I didn't like it. And now it's like, I really don't like it. And now I don't even get it. Now I don't, I don't even it. get it. But I don't you know even what? Get Let's it. talk positives. First off. Let's talk positives. Packers win. Packers win. Aaron Rodgers wins FedEx Player of the Week. Hey, hey. Coming off a game, 25 for 31. Uh, That's only six incompletions. Three hundred five yards. Wait. <laughs> what the fudge? <laughs> I don't have right. I don't have the right. What did it say? Like twelve touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I was like, God damn, that's a good game, Rogers. Good for you. <laughs> Jesus, man, I thought I was. I thought I was hella prepared for. Uh, for this one. So Max, just talk a little, talk a little bit. Let me find it. Ah. Hey, yeah. So look, we had it was a good all-around game from the Packers against the 49ers, but it should have been. Yeah. But the fact that it was is a relatively good sign. If it was like, oh, they pulled it together in the third quarter and really rolled over them after the third quarter, you'd be going, oh, man, they they really took a while to pull themselves together. But from start to finish, it was basically like, all right. The only the only way we're gonna lose is if we beat ourselves, and we didn't beat ourselves. So, you know, Preston Smith got after the quarterback a little bit, which was nice to see. Hopefully, that'll give him a little bit of confidence booster going into the rest of the season. Zadarius Smith was also in there uh, making some plays. Hopefully, that'll give him a bit of a confidence boost. Uh, tough to see Jair go down with the concussion. He's, yeah, a little scary. He's still in concussion protocol. He did not practice today. Um, but goddamn, okay, we win 34-17. Here we go. Right. Yeah, now I got the stats. Maybe they were just so unbelievable to me that I didn't believe them. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, 25 for 31, 305 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. And uh, I'm not going to lie, two touchdowns I was really stoked about is Marquez. Got two. Yeah. Got two. In two a, catches, two touchdowns, three targets, one drop. And one, and hearing something, you know, what Aaron Rodgers talked about is, you know, Marquez, hell of an athlete, very fast guy, very versatile, good with his routes, but he's he's on a he's on a drop stunt, he's, he's, he's on a drop spell, he's up and down. Yeah, and uh, Rodgers with confidence, apparently. Exactly, and Rodgers talked about like, yeah, the, uh, the guy, you know, he's had some drops, but he gets open and he's quick. Yeah, and he's had some drops. He's been on a slump, and uh, hopefully two touchdowns boosts that confidence. You know, that kind of yeah. gets you back in the game. Kind of thinks, okay, I can do this. And it's hard. It was like when Mason Crosby had that year where he was missing those field goals, and it was like, God, this mother, he can't, 
right. you can't make shit this year. You can't kick. And it's it's that mindset where like you're in that slump and it's so hard to break it. Yeah, and and uh, MVS he is a weapon when he's he is. when he's on his game when he's in his right when he's in the right state of mind. You know he's fast and he can he can burn you downfield and he can get past the safety. And he's tall, so you know he can make a play in the air over a safety. But it all comes down to that confidence, man. And sometimes yeah. he just lacks it. And I gotta see more. I can't. Two touchdowns aren't gonna convince me. So no, and I mean one of them, he was so wide. He was he was so it was wide fucking open, fucking right off his hands. If he didn't drop it, that or if he would have dropped one of those touchdowns, um, you know it would have been pretty. Pretty brutal. Yeah. He did drop, you know, that third down. He was wide open coming yeah. across the middle and just flat out dropped well, it. Let's give some spotlight to the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, Devontae Adams. I he thought, said it himself. I thought you were going to say uh, Equinemius St. Brown or. Uh, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Devontae. Or uh, Randall Cobb or. Uh, 10 catches, 173 yards, Julio one touchdown. Jones or. Uh, Fuck no. Devontae Adams is the goddamn best DeAndre tight end. Or, uh, Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you, man. Devontae Adams. Devante. And you know what? He got questioned in his in his post-game interview. Would you say you're the best wide receiver in the league right now? And he said, yeah. Yeah, and I don't even get Statistically, yes. First of all, why the fuck are you asking me this question? Because, well, first of all, it wasn't even a question. It was the reporter stating, uh, you think you're the... You, you're the best wide receiver. Do you think that's an accurate statement? What is he supposed to say? Yeah. Like, yeah. um, no, actually, you know, Julio is better than me, yeah, but I'm Julio, right there. Michael, I'm, he's right. Yeah. No, I'm, well, I'm shit. What do you think? He, what do you think Devontae's going to no, say? Especially after coming off of well, how he's many? He's got like four games with like 150 yards straight every game. He's He's got just fucking outstanding. And, and the thing with Devontae is like, He's never in the talk. No. He, dude, he is. <laughs> How there's, much can there's a something man get? about Devontae that just. I don't know. Okay, this is going to sound bad because it's a purely aesthetic thing, but the dude has the weirdest looking arms I've ever seen for an NFL player. Yeah. And I just. I, I feel like that has something to do with it. Like he's got these goofy looking arms, I man. I can't. As I long can't, as they catch a ball, I can't describe. That's it's so like fucking weird thing to say. It's like, <laughs> it's like he has no like. There's literally no they look tricep, like or there's like, I don't know what it is, but his arms are just goofy looking. They're just weird looking arms, and that's nothing against the guy. I, I yeah, I don't think. I, that, I just can't. I, I can't. You think just, that has something to do with it? Huh? I think so. I think I think it has something to do. Is this an honest thing? Are you serious? I honestly think like people are like I don't know what like he's a like he's. I really think he good. doesn't get talked because he's from Green Bay. To be honest, I think no, that's my yeah, thing. That, that's probably true. That's probably you know you're from true. Green Bay. You got fucking goofy arms. Maybe you got al- you know fetal alcohol syndrome. You know it's a Green Bay thing. Uh, no, but goddamn. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. I no, I I don't know why he doesn't. I'm just trying to think of any reason I can why he doesn't. He's get the his best love. wide receiver in the NFL. I'll fucking say it on this show right now. He he reminds me a lot of uh, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson. He wasn't really the fastest guy. He wasn't the biggest. Wasn't the strongest. But he was just always open. Like he could yeah, just always well, get he's, open. He's he an could, amazing route runner. He could always his hands. He's got great hands. Yeah. 
You know what was awesome to see, and this is why, first of all, I think um, Rodgers should definitely be winning the MVP this year. Is it, where the where he was putting that ball? Oh, this like that back that first touchdown to Devontae, back shoulder corner of the end zone, like literally the only fucking place he could put it. Yep, and put it on a dime and. I mean, you give mad credit to Rodgers for that throw, but you got to give Devontae. You got to have eyes and hands like yeah. that's hand-eye, goddamn hand-eye coordination. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you for the MVP thing. Yeah, um, let me let me give you some of this real quick. Okay, so Rodgers stats from MVP seasons. Okay, 2011, he went 192 for 265. Uh, his uh, completion percentage was 72 and a half. He threw for 2,619 yards. That's not right. He threw for more than 2,700. 2,619 yards. I guarantee. Passing yards in 2011. I guarantee he threw for more than 2,000 yards. Look it up. In 2011. Look it up. His yard total. Look it up. I'll look it up. Don't like quarterbacks throw for like 4,000 yards in a season or something. I gotta fucking do this thing, guy. Right, Aaron Rodgers. That just seems really low. I mean, he threw for like three hundred yards in games. That's like four games. Passing yards in two thousand. It's like eight games. God damn it! You're fucking right. What the fuck? Oh, okay, okay. This is, this is within the eight within eight games. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's cool. I just that... okay. So 2011 and through, through eight. The, through the whole season, he threw four thousand six hundred forty-three yards. Okay, I'm. I should have clarified myself, and thank you for catching me. So through in through eight games, he threw. So we're comparing his eight, eight game games. stretch in 2011 to his eight game stretch yes. of 2020. Thank you, Max, for All saying right. that. Okay. I'm on board with you. Okay, now. not yeah, I'm on board too. I wasn't even on board with myself. <laughs> so in 2011, through eight games. He went 192 for 265, 72.5% completion rating. He threw for 2,619 yards, um, 9.9 yards uh, for passing attempts. Um, Touchdown to interception ratio, 24 24 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Um, Passer rating, 129. Green Bay record was 8 No. Uh, 2014, he threw for... Real quick, hold on. I got to just time out real quick. Quick time out, quick time out. Just real quick, Patrick Mahomes was the is the Rodgers of, of, of the 2010 era. Okay. Like, because Rodgers won a Super Bowl in 2010. Yeah. And then just put up these um, incredible stats... And was like he was the the big thing. Do you need one? No, I'm good. Is that your second one still? Yeah. What the fuck, guy? Okay, sorry. Keep but going. anyway, and like people had these huge expectations, like oh look at all these weapons. They got Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, or he was he was kind of later in his career. But Greg Jennings, uh, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Jermichael Finley, James Starks. Look at all these weapons. This team is unstoppable and. And we were unstoppable. Our offense was crazy. And then we'd get to the playoffs and just kind of crumble. 
But that one year in 2010, we won the Super Bowl. Everyone was looking at Rodgers as, you know, the next big thing at quarterback, the most amazing quarterback to come out. Um, you know, we're going to be unstoppable. But then we were stopped, obviously. And I feel like that's the same way the Chiefs are rolling. Everyone's looking at Patrick Mahomes. Look at this guy. He can't be stopped. Look at all these weapons they have. McCole Hardman. They got Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, Le'Veon Bell, Clive, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They got Travis Kelsey. They got a good offensive line. Well, their defense is okay, but, you know, which is almost the same narrative the Packers had rolling was look at all these weapons on offense. Their defense is okay. They'll get by with their defense. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is just amazing. So it'll be really interesting to see if if uh, Mahomes can win another Super Bowl, unlike Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers, you know, coming off that big win was just on top of the world and blah blah blah. And 2011 won an MVP. So wait, he did. He he won 2011 MVP. He won 2014 MVP. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Yeah. 2011, 2014. And yeah. I thought he won another one. No, I think those were the, the two. two. Yeah, oh, yeah on Super top Bowl of a MVP. Super Bowl MVP. That's what I was thinking. So okay. in 2014, the guy went 169 for 250. Uh, completion, uh, completed 169 out of 250. Yeah, 67.6 completion rating. Completion rating. He threw for 2,092 yards. Um, uh, 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. Pass rating one thirteen point six. We were five and three that year. This year, Rogers sitting with eight games. He's sitting at one hundred and eighty nine uh, attempts out of two eighty. Sixty seven point five completion rating. Two thousand two hundred and fifty three yards. Twenty four touchdowns. Two interceptions. His pass rating is one hundred and seventeen. We're six and two. Give the man an MVP. I mean, he. he I mean, uh, we got a lot of games to play. Yeah. He, well, and the thing is, I mean, look at look at the team. Look at the other quarterbacks that are in the running for the MVP. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I mean, mean, he's Russell Wilson. He's got Patrick Mahomes has more weapons than he knows. He has more offensive skill position players than he knows what to do with. Russell Wilson. I mean, almost the same. If we had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I yeah. think Rodgers would be putting up huge numbers. Um. Uh, Big Ben might be the closest one, Ben Roethlisberger. He might be the closest, but, I mean, he's got Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got uh, James Conner. He's got uh, Richard Rodgers or Richard Johnson or something say. like that. But he, he doesn't really have the weapons that the other players have, so he might be the closest to uh, to Rodgers. Brady, you look at Brady. I mean, he's got uh, Mike Evans. He he's got three interceptions yeah, last week. He uh, played like trash. Drew Brees has – tons of offensive skill position weapons. Yeah. I mean, all these guys, if you take Rodgers off this team, we're we're one he, in seven. He's our most we're he's not the two, most we're not valuable player for us. Yeah. If you take Russell Wilson off the Seahawks, they're probably a five hundred football team. And one big thing, and I wanna I wanna make this a highlight of this uh Packer talk is Rodgers is on the hunt uh for 400 touchdown being on the 400 touchdown list where he's going to sit with Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Drew Brees. And I want to make this uh, a, a standpoint in this. 
and, and also Brett Favre. Uh, so, you know, Brett Favre, he threw for 442 touchdowns and with a, with, with, with 200, 286 interceptions, okay? And then you got Tom Brady right now, 528 career touchdowns, 175 interceptions. You got Peyton Manning, 539 career touchdowns, 251 interceptions. Um, and the list goes on. Rodgers, he's sitting at 351 touchdowns right now. 82 interceptions. That's, 80 fucking two interceptions. Yeah, that's, so that's huge. That's huge in the game of football is the, the way teams win games, obviously, to me, is defense wins championships. Turnovers are the biggest part of a game. Yeah. Turnovers and penalties, you know. You can have a great defense, but if you turn the ball over and, you know. Right, right, right. When your offense gets it, I mean, it's like, I mean, it just Rogers' stats are just unbelievable. Um, okay, and this is a cool fact. So, uh, for Rogers' first 182 starts, the Packers have won 119 games. Brett Favre's first 182 starts, Packers won 119 games. Did no I say kidding, 192? Man. No, for 100, Rogers, hundred nineteen. Yeah, so they're matching there. That's pretty crazy. They're matching too. So, okay, that's that's, that's cool. I mean, that's so. Im- that is a uh, we're blessed as Packer fans. We really are, and and I th- that's that's the that's the whole like Jordan Love thing is. There's like I think a lot of Packer fans realize there's just no way. You can be blessed like that three times in a row. Yeah, we didn't think so that. So let's would... just try to capitalize on Rodgers. Yeah, why, why? Why waste time? I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't fucking know either. But hey, you know what? We win. We uh, and, and I'll just run. I'll, I'll run just to end it. Rodgers wins FedEx Player of the Week. We beat the 49ers, blow them out. Rodgers has 20, 25 for thirty-one, three hundred five yards, um, and four touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 10 receptions, 173 yards. One, He had more than one touch. What kind of fucking stats did I get here? I'm not sure because he had two, three, two. Because he, he scored two. No, and Mercedes Lewis scored one. Yeah, so Devontae only had one touchdown. Yeah, okay, so Devontae right Adams. Okay. You're thinking about the Vikings game when he God had three. God damn, so Devontae Adams, 10, recept- 10 receptions, 173 yards, one touchdown. Uh, MVS. Uh, two two receptions, fifty three yards, two touchdowns, um, and yeah, Mercedes Lewis had a touchdown on that awesome fake. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful play. That was beautiful. And Aaron Jones, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, it explosive was good to see, off the it back. Was good to see. No him. tutties, but he looked explosive. He did, dude. I love Jamal Williams. I love him. I do. But Aaron Jones is different. Mm-hmm. He hits a hole different. He's just a power. He can, yeah, he's explosive. He can just he can fit his body through a hole different and then explode out of the hole differently. Yeah. He's just a different running. He is. I mean he is. I love Jamal. His energy that Jamal the energy Jamal brings is different than um any player the Packer that I've seen the Packers bring in, in a long time. Yeah. But Aaron Jones runs the ball differently than Jamal. So anyone who's saying we should Cause I was almost on the on the fence of being like, eh, let's keep Jamal over Aaron, Aaron Jones. Um, 
but I, I don't know if I'm I don't think I'm even close to that anymore. I think you you almost have to pay Aaron Jones not what he wants because I'm sure he wants more than what uh, you can give him. But we got to pay Aaron Jones. He's yeah. he's he's really good. Yeah, he's running really a running good. game like that is crucial. So we go on we beat the 49ers next week this Sunday here at the frozen tundra the green bay packers take on the jacksonville jaguars at noon let me tell you a little bit about the packers versus jags history oh yeah and first uh, of real, all real quick hold on who do you think would win in a fight between a hurricane and coach lafleur oh i'll take coach lafleur oh but wait trick question the hurricane's name is hurricane lafleur Oh, I take LaFlorio. Oh, that's the right answer. All right, let's God talk. damn. The, let's talk about some the Packers Jaguars. Packers History. take on the Jacksonville Jaguars here in the frozen tundra, also known as Lambeau Field at noon. And uh, the first time the Packers and the Jags ever faced, had to add, Max, take a guess. What year did the Packers and the Jags first ever uh, uh, face off occur, huh? What year? 1998. Pretty close. The first meeting was September 24th, 1995. Ugh. The Packers beat the Jags 24 to 14. We have faced the Jaguars six times, one four. Uh, the Packers head coach in ni- in on September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five, the first meeting. Mike Holmgren, right? Mike, no Packers head. It says Mike Sherman in nineteen ninety five. It's not right. I don't think that's right. No, no, not right. Not right. What the fuck? I don't think that's right. It had to it had to been it, no. It was not right. That's Mike Holmgren because Holmgren was the coach in '95. Okay, so Packers head coach at the time, Mike Holmgren. Uh, the Jags head coach was Tom Coughlin. Now I'm fucking double guessing my stats. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna go off what I said. We'll say Mike. It God. definitely wasn't Mike Sherman. No, it was Mike Holmgren in '95. Definitely was Mike Holmgren. I can see where they might get that mixed up as a from a website point. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Let's so keep her moving. Mike Holmgren was the head coach of the back. The Jags head coach was Tom Coughlin. Brett Favre went twenty for thirty that game, two hundred and two yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Also that game, Dorsey Levins had a touchdown, Anthony Morgan had a touchdown, and Robert Brooks had a touchdown. So, we're 6-2 and two against the Jags. And uh, I think this week we're about to make it 7-2. and two. I I hope. We have I Alan really Lazard so. back. Bakhtiari is supposed to be coming back. We're supposed to be a pretty healthy team coming back into this week. It was Tom Coughlin. He was the coach. Okay. Well, it was definitely Holmgren because Sherman was not the head coach in 95. So yeah, yeah. I apologize for that. That, but anyway, uh, um, false fact. Fa- false fact of the week. False fact of the week. But, hey, we do have Alan Lazard coming back, which is big. Supposed you, to be coming back. Are you sure he's coming back? Hey, they said he's been he's been practicing all week. Okay. That'd and, be huge. Uh, yeah. I miss Lazard. I do Me like too. Alan. Oh, Alan. Lizard. Oh, the, the lizard. It's a real, uh, I don't know. Tall man, fast guy. Joke, but I couldn't. I ain't no comedian. 
Um, so, yeah, Packers and the Jags. What do you, you got to score for this week? What are you thinking? 34-14, Pat. Ooh. Big. I think it's going to be a fucking huge. I think Devontae's going to have two. Um, Aaron Jones is going to have a couple. I think I think the uh, the Jags come out and play tough. I think their defense has some pride. I think we win 23-16. Write this down. Write this down. I say 34-14. All right. All right. Loser uh, has to shotgun a beer of the week next week. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, you pussy. I'm sorry. That was not. I don't want to use that word on air. But you pansy. I think. Uh, what do you want to do, huh? Well, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably end up losing, and I'm the one that's driving. So I don't know if I need to be shotgunning beers. Okay, then what? What do you want to do? Is I don't bet? know. I didn't know we were gonna be turning this into a bet. <laughs> well, we got it. We're turning into a bet now. All right, what did you say? Packers 65-34-14. Packers 65-Jags 37. That's what Carl says. Okay, <laughs> writing that down. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez Louise. 34-13? 14. 14? Yeah. You're giving them an extra point now. Yeah, well, they're going to miss the extra point. Well, they could get uh, they could get a touchdown and two field goals. Okay, I'm doing fourteen. All right, thirty-four, fourteen. Guys. I'm just the original thing was thirteen, so I'm just making sure we get it right here. <laughs> yeah, you said sixty-five, thirty-four. They're <laughs> fucking baldy. Jesus, no, I said on. I said twenty-three, sixteen. Oh. All right, twenty-three, sixteen. I'm doing thirty-four, fourteen. Loser has to what? Loser has to. Sure, we'll say shotgun and beer. Max just doesn't like shotgun and beer. I really don't like shotgun and beers. I know, that's why I'm making that goddamn bet. What do you not like doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. I like doing anything I and like, everything. I'm pretty much down is there, for Is real? there like a food you don't like? Do you like I fucking hate olives? Oh, if you lose, you got to eat a jar of olives. All right, I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. God, if, if I lose, I got a shotgun of beer. <laughs> what a <laughs> fucking terrible trade. <laughs> That's you bullshit. <laughs> okay, well, you have to eat a handful of olives. How about that? Okay. All right. I ain't no bitch. Mama didn't raise no bitch. You, well, you didn't want to eat a jar of olives, so, <laughs> I mean, you're <laughs> you like. You don't want a shotgun of beer there, fucking bang. Yeah, well, I'm, I know I'm a bitch. I'm not the one <laughs> not saying I'm not a bitch. Okay, man, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's fucking fair. It's fair. Okay. I'll shotgun a beer. You eat a handful of olives. Okay, and loser shotguns a beer at the winner. So uh, okay, fair enough. I like that. So win, win, lose, lose. Win, win, lose, lose. Booze, if I booze. lose, I'll eat a handful of like Reese's peanut butter cups. Well, you eat a handful of. God, you're so unfair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Packers take on the Jigs at noon on Sunday. It's at the goddamn frozen tundra. You got Vince Lombardi pointing at. Goddamn Curly Lambo. I wish I could be out there tailgating, but I can't oh. because of the goddamn COVID. But I hope you're there cheering on the pack. I hope you're rooting for the pack. And if you ain't, fuck you. God damn it. Go pack, go.
Uh, I, I I didn't give my accountability story, and I'm gonna give that next week because okay, because it's a good one, and I think it's a good saver for next week. Yeah, and uh, I hope everybody who's tuning in is gonna tune in next week to hear that. But uh, I would uh, I'd love to end this episode with a great <laughs> with a with, with a with a great 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 joke of the week. So I, I hope you guys are here. I'm going to tell a good joke of the week, guys. This is uh, coming up. November 11th, 2020. We're ending this episode 11.01 p.m., which is goddamn good time for us, guys. Not too bad. Hey, too bad. good talk for us, Max. Good, good talk. talking today. How about a little uh, joke of the week to end this episode? Joke of the week. Let's get her going. What do you got for us today? In honor of... Uh, the holiday season, it's Thanksgiving coming up. I got a good one for you. Yeah. Let's Here hear we it. Go. Let me take a let me take a drink of the four hundred, uh, the honey ale, the goddamn title down beer of the week. Mm. It was Thanksgiving Eve, and little Johnny was in his room when he heard his dad shout from the living room. These bitches and bastards. Johnny ran out and asked, Dad, what are bitches and bastards? Oh, son, that's just a nice way of saying ladies and gentlemen. So Johnny went back in his room and he played with his Legos until about bedtime. And then uh, from across the house, he heard his mother yell, Put your penis in my vagina. Johnny walked what? into his parents' room. Mommy, what is a penis in a vagina? Oh, Johnny, that's just a kind way of saying coats and hats. <laughs> so the morning of Thanksgiving, Johnny walked into the kitchen and heard his mom yell, Fuck! Mommy, what's fuck mean? Oh, that just means I'm cutting the turkey, she replied. Shit! Johnny rushed into the bathroom. Daddy, what does shit mean? Oh, that's just the new shaving cream I'm using. So later in the day, the guests finally arrive at little Johnny's... <laughs> the guests finally arrive, and little Johnny answers the door. Hello, bitches and bastards. I can take your penises and vaginas and hang them <laughs> on my coat rack. An elderly man leans down. Young man, where are your parents? Well, my mom just got done fucking the turkey, and my dad's wiping the shit off his face. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the goddamn joke of the week. Happy goddamn Veterans Day to all of you. Max. That's a good one, man. Hey. I've oh, had fun today. Oh, it was a great time, man. Oh, <laughs> you didn't so tell I didn't want to hear the joke before <laughs> the show started, and oh, man, it was worth it. Hey, we had good epoxy, and we had good jokes. We had good Packer talk. We had a goddamn good episode good show, 11. man. Hey, I want to thank everybody who tuned in today. I want to thank the veterans, the veterans for all the hard work yes, and, uh, thank you. and dedication you put into the United States. Yep. And uh, I hope everybody's happy, healthy, taking care of each other, and uh, 
Go stay and uh, pick some trash up with us. Yeah, stay positive out there. Everyone uh, stay positive. Uh, pretty crazy. We're, sh- we're uh, recording episode 11 on November 11th, 11-11. Uh, uh, we definitely Ending it at 11. Ending it at 11. That clock is actually off by 30 minutes, so it's 11.30 right now. Holy shit, it um, is. Yeah, so just kind of, just, just yeah, but just weird. We didn't, we had, did not plan this. We were planning on Monday, and then we just had to push it back. But anyway. We, um, we appreciate when, everybody. When the, when the universe just kind of shoots some some weird little thing, signs at you, you just got to follow them. And uh, I, I think it means we're on the right path here. 11-11 on 11-11. So, yeah. Much love to you, Max. Much love to our brother. veterans. I you love too, you, Mom, brother. if you're listening. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, so yeah, goddamn everyone. episode eleven, a hold us accountable match. Thanks I think listening. we did all right, man. Good show. Hell yeah. Thank you, Decker. Thank you, Decker. Palinari, check him out. Check our bio for his links. Go like him. Go give him a shout out. Give him some listens. Give him some feedback. Episode this is episode eleven. Y'all. Goddamn eleven. Hold 11. us accountable. Yeah. Stay tuned for episode twelve. Go pack. Go pack. Hell yeah. Thank you for tuning in. I know your time is valuable. There's thousands of other podcasts that you could have settled for. But now you're just vibing with two goofy dudes from Wisconsin who like to discuss their problems and figure out ways to solve them. And challenge the listeners to get up out of their comfort zone. Try some shit they ain't done before. This is Hold Us Accountable. Yeah, this is Hold Us Accountable. Yeah, this is Hold Us Accountable. This is hold us accountable. Hold us accountable, yeah. Hold us accountable.